Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need, whether you're building, buying, or remodeling your new home. Today's topic is the biggest barriers to home ownership for younger buyers. Hi, I am your host, David Bellman. I am president of Bellman Homes, and I want to thank you for tuning into The Home Building Hero today. So one of the biggest questions that's out there in the real estate market and in the home building market is, why are there not more younger buyers buying homes, especially the millennial buyers? This should be the time that they are going crazy buying these houses. And there's a lot of reasons for it, and we're going to talk about some of the different reasons here in the podcast. But first and foremost, a lot of millennial buyers are waiting longer before they purchase their home. And it's for a variety of reasons. So it's not just one thing, but many of millennial buyers are waiting because they're starting their families later. And a lot of times, younger people, if they don't have a family, they really don't need a house. So a lot of times they want the carefree lifestyle of an apartment where they can just kind of come and go as they please. They might want to travel more and they don't really need all the bedrooms and the headaches of a home, like cutting the grass and shoveling the sidewalks and and, and taking care of the maintenance and all those kind of things. They just don't need it. They don't want the headache. They'd rather have the freedom. So a lot of them are waiting. But that's not the main reason, and that's not the barrier for home ownership. So what we're really going to talk about today is why I think they're waiting. And it's not just because of a lifestyle thing. It's a financial reason. And of course, the housing market has been performing very well the past couple of years. So the affordability of these homes is a lot higher than it used to be. And I think that's one of the main reasons. I think there's a lot of younger people that probably want a home and they're either A, not finding what they want in their price range, or B, they're having a financial reason for not buying it. And C, the other reason is that there's just a lack of awareness on whether they can or cannot afford that new home. So those are some of the main reasons, and we'll explore this further. So I found this article, and this is kind of what got me onto this idea of this podcast. And it's by the National Association of Home Builders, and it talks a little bit about down payments for younger buyers. And it's pretty interesting stuff. So first and foremost, the housing affordability index is out of whack, which is what I kind of mentioned earlier on. And basically, that index has fallen by over 20 points in the last three years, which means that there's less affordability within homes. And that makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, younger buyers, they probably don't have a huge income yet. They don't have a lot of savings. So if housing becomes a little bit more unaffordable, that means less of them are going to buy it. Pretty simple, right? I mean, that makes sense. So this study also cited that one in four Americans, 35 years old or younger, think they have to have a perfect credit score in order to buy a home. And that is just not true. According to LendingTree, the minimum credit score for a conventional bank mortgage is at 620. And, um, you know, that's, that's not really a super high credit score. So you don't need a perfect credit score to buy a home. And I think a lot of younger people are kind of misinformed on that information. So, I think that's one of the reasons they just don't quite understand that yes you can actually afford a home and that you don't have to have absolutely perfect credit you want to have good credit and the better credit you have the better rate you're going to get but yes you can still buy a home this study also cites that over 19 million americans aged from 40 and younger have credit income profiles that are strong enough to qualify for a mortgage 
but yet they still choose to rent, which is pretty interesting. So um, 19 million under 40 can buy homes, but they're not. That is crazy when you think about the number of people. So one of the biggest challenges for younger buyers is accumulating that down payment. And that is really one of the biggest barriers for home ownership for younger folks because there's there's a lot of challenges for them to have that, that money saved up. First of all, as you're just getting out on your own, you probably have student debt. And that is one of the biggest drivers for a lot of younger people. Colleges have gotten a lot more expensive. I think parents are making kids pay more for their college and they're accumulating a lot of debt. Nearly 45 million Americans have student loan debt. That is a huge number, 45 million people. And of course, if you have a lot of debt, that can reduce the amount of money that you can borrow. But after that, the other challenge is that a lot of younger buyers also have auto loans. And auto loan growth is up nearly 50% in the past couple years. So that means that more and more younger people are taking out those car loans. And so they're getting their college debt, then they're getting a car loan, and they're just not able to scrape up enough money then to buy a home. They're already in debt uh, on those two things. So um, one of the things to really keep in mind with this, and I think this is why a lot of younger buyers are staying away from buying these homes, is it's just too hard to accumulate that down payment. So if you look at the study here, which I have in front of me, and I think it's pretty interesting, um, it compares the down payment amounts from a first-time buyer to a repeat buyer. And it's pretty interesting. If you look at the 3 to 5% down payment, which you can actually buy a home with 5% down, sometimes a little bit less than that. Um, if you look at the first-time home buyers, 22% of first-time home buyers will borrow and or put down 3 to 5%. Okay? That's pretty interesting. Now, actually, I apologize. I've got the wrong number there. From 3 to 5%, it's 16% of first-time buyers will utilize that where only 12% of repeat home buyers will use the 3 to 5% category. And the difference grows uh, more substantial here as we get into the 10 to 20% down mortgages. So a first-time home buyer, 22% of them will put down 10 to 20%. That's a pretty large number whereas only 16% of repeat buyers will put that amount of money down. So it seems like 10% is a pretty good, you know, that 10 to 20 is a pretty good judge for a first-time home buyer that that's what they're going to put down. But a lot of them can borrow less than that. They can borrow even 5%, and maybe they just don't realize that they can. Where this study flips is when you get into the 20% down category, which is normally what most people think they need for a mortgage on a home. And this is kind of interesting because 21% of the first-time home buyers will put down 20%, but 26% of repeat buyers will put 20% down. So repeat buyers have equity, they have more uh, money saved up, um, or they have funds from that previous closing on their other home that they can put down, and then they're allowed to have more of that down payment. And of course, the disparity continues to grow between first-time buyers and repeat buyers as you get to more than 20% down. There's very few, only about 14% of the first-time buyers that will actually be able to put more than 20% down, whereas a repeat buyer, um, it's almost a third can put more than 20% down if they're a repeat buyer. So that obviously makes a big difference because that down payment can also buy down your rate. 
uh, or not really buy down on your rate, but buy down the amount that you pay per month. So, you know, obviously the more down, the less that you borrow, um, the lower, you know, payment that you're going to have. And of course, then you don't have to deal with things like PMI, private mortgage insurance, which would also increase the amount of your monthly payment. So we've kind of established that first-time homebuyers are struggling with the amount of money down. They might already have that college loan debt. They might have auto loans, and they might be postponing their build. And, of course, affordability is lower um, than it was in the past couple of years. So that means they're going to pay more to get uh, a similar level of home. But we have identified the down payment as an issue. So here are six sources of down payments for first-time buyers. And this is kind of interesting. So the number one source for a first-time home buyer for a down payment is that they've saved up over time. And nearly 46% say that they've saved money over time for that down payment. But a lot of times that is not enough for these first-time buyers. They still don't accumulate enough down payment just to buy the home. So they're getting other sources of funds. And here are the other sources that they would get besides saving, which of course is obvious. But the next highest is a gift from a family or a friend. So they're getting gifted money from a parent to be able to buy that home. And that's almost 11% of first-time home buyers. And this is a study done by Zillow in 2018. This is where I'm getting my data from. The third source for the down payment would be from the sale of a previous home, which is kind of crazy because that's a first-time home buyer. But again, for study purposes, they're saying that they're getting funds from a previously sold home. Could also be from a parent or something as well. And then the next biggest source is a loan from a family or friend. So if they're not getting gifted it, then they're going to their friends or their friend, their neighbors or whoever and getting a loan so that they can purchase that home. And that's almost 10%. And then the other two sources for a first-time home buyer would be to pull money out of their retirement fund at 8%. And the last source is selling off their stocks or other investments so that they can buy that home. So that's pretty interesting that, you know, gifts are still number two, uh, which makes sense for younger buyers that the parents might get involved to help them. Or, uh, of course, a loan from someone. Um, And then if that doesn't work, then they're starting to dip into their retirement funds or their stocks um, just to be able to get enough money to buy that home. So very interesting to see their funding source. And I think that's one of the biggest obstacles for first-time homebuyers is, one, understanding how much money they need to bring to the table to buy. And many of them can buy, and they're just not. And I think it's an informational issue more than anything. And uh, the the second thing is just that, of course, because the affordability is higher, um, you know, they're they're waiting longer and they're trying to accumulate those down payments. But it's tough because new homes and existing homes are costing more, and you know you've got that inflation to deal with, and then you have these challenges of the student loan debt and the auto loans and other things that are taking away um, their funding. And you know maybe they're buying too fancy of a car and they have too much of a payment and they're just not able to save or they're just not good savers, but that is a big challenge for them. And right now, the medium age for a first-time millennial homebuyer is at nearly 30 years old. So quite a bit older than other generations. So that's interesting. And of course, about a third of them, when they do buy that first home, they're going to put anywhere from 6 to almost 19% down on that home. So a third of them are going to put less than 20% down. And uh, that's interesting. It's it's the down payment that's really killing them more than anything. 
And so I think there's got to be better messaging out there that says, hey, you know what? You can buy a home for a 5% down because in many cases you can if you have good credit rating. You can buy a home for 10% down. And when you buy a home, you get that added advantage of having the tax deduction. You can deduct up to $750,000 under the new tax law for buying that home. So I think that's very valuable to know that. And in addition to that, you're making principal and interest payments. So every year you're accumulating principal. That principal is like a savings for you and you're building wealth and you're going to save thousands of dollars a year, not only on your your income taxes by having that deduction, but then you also are accumulating wealth on top of it. Whereas if you're renting, you get none of that. So I always say that, you know, for a first time buyer, you know, once you get out of that apartment, you should be able to accumulate at least 10, if not $15,000 more wealth every single year by not only the tax deductions, but then the, the equity that you're building in your home on a typical new home. You're going to be probably ten dollars to $15,000 ahead, depending on your tax bracket and all those other things. So if you're a younger buyer and you're thinking about it, as long as you've got at least 5% down, decent credit, you can buy that home and you can start accumulating wealth immediately. Don't wait. Get a new home as soon as you can. Ideally, live in it for a couple years, fix it up, let it gain some equity, turn around and sell it, and now you've got a big down payment towards another home, and you can continue to get a nicer home every few years, as long as, of course, the market continues to improve, which it has. So this is really more of an episode for first-time home buyers to say, yes, you know, you guys can do it. You've got to check with the lender. Learn everything before you go into it. Don't be afraid to ask questions because you can do it. You can buy that new home. It's not as hard as you think. The banks are willing to loan, loan for it and homes are a good investment. It's one of the few things that you can buy and use and it has more value later when you sell it. It's unbelievable. So anyone that's thinking about looking at buying or building a home and you're younger, save up some money, get that down payment and get in a home as soon as you can. You won't regret it. So I hope you found this episode of the Home Building Hero to be completely informative and valuable and I please ask that you like and share this podcast and uh, you can go into the Apple podcast app and click subscribe and you'll be notified every time I drop a new episode, which happens to be every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And of course, this podcast is 100% free. So I want to thank you guys so much for supporting it. And by liking and sharing it, I can keep it free for you. So I can continue to give you a good flow of free information all about building, designing, and buying your new home. So once again, I want to thank you for tuning into the Home Building Hero. And we'll talk to you all soon.